It's no secret that I'm somewhat obsessed about survival and about resilience. I'm a soldier. I'm a grandson to Holocaust survivors. I'm a Krav Maga instructor. Pretty much everything in my life has guided me towards gaining the skills to be able to protect myself and protect my loved ones. Now, if you want to understand a bit more about resilience, a very good place to look is in the history of the Jewish people. This is a small, tiny little tribe, less than 0.2% of the people are alive in the world today and historically. And we've outlasted countless civilizations. They've all come and they've all gone. But we've been persecuted pretty much every generation by the Greeks, by the Romans, by the Babylonians, by the Persians, by the Turks, by the Nazis, by the Spanish Inquisition, in the Crusades, the Arabs, you name it. Everyone's tried to annihilate us to no success. They've all come, they've all gone, and here we are still standing strong back in our homeland. So there's certainly some wisdom to be taken over here. And this is a pretty good time to look into it because we're just two weeks away from the holiday of Passover. All right, so what's the holiday of Passover? First of all, the commandment for us as Jewish people, what do we do in the holiday of Passover? We sit down at a table with our loved ones and we tell the story of our survival in, the story, in Passover to our children, right? So that they know what our people have been through because... If you don't know your history, you're destined to repeat it. So what is the story of Passover? Right? The Jews have just escaped slavery in Egypt. And they find themselves as a free people in the desert. Now, what's the first thing that these free people do in a desert? They receive the Ten Commandments, a set of laws on which to structure their society. Because if you don't have laws, you have anarchy. You don't have freedom. You have violence and fear. Now, we often call Passover in Judaism the holiday of freedom. So what are these rules that are so important? It's the first thing that the Jews do as a free people. Let's have a look. Number one, commandment number one. I am your God who took you out of Egypt. What is a God? Well, a God is something that you worship. It's something that you orientate yourself towards. It's a force for good. A God is whatever you attribute the ultimate good to. It's the creator of the universe, the ones who set the rules of the universe, the creators, the creator of the laws of physics. It's the ultimate authority. Now, you can depict it as a bearded man in the sky, or you can depict it as morality, the inner voice that developed as a force of natural selection so that we can live in prosperous societies around the world. Call it Buddha, Jesus, the flying spaghetti monster. But you can't escape that in every society, there is something higher, greater good that guides us. It's this God that took you out of Egypt, out of slavery. In order to be free, you must orientate yourself towards a higher power. Not Pero, not a king, not your politicians. They're not the source of ultimate authority. Despite what all the dictators, from Pero to Stalin to Hitler to Mao Zedong, they all said that they had the ultimate truth. Now you worship them and you'll find yourself a slave. 
There's a higher authority. They can't tell you what's right and what's wrong. There's a voice inside you. You know very well when what you're being told to do is wrong. Now you shut that voice down and you follow these leaders blindly and it will guide you straight back towards slavery. Commandment number two, thou shalt not have any other gods before me. Thou shalt not worship a statue or a picture. So no false gods. You orientate yourself towards the higher good. Not money, not fame, not power, not however many likes you have on Instagram or TikTok. I, what's a statue? What's an image? Why not worship these? These are materialistic creations, man-made objects, like money. Don't forsake your values for these false idols. You do so and you will no longer be free. Number three, do not take the Lord's name in vain. Don't make false oaths. Speak the truth, lie, and you become a slave to your own lies. Be yourself, own it, own who you are. Don't pretend you're something that you're not. If you start misleading people, you start creating all these false narratives and lies, very soon you become a slave to them. If you want to be free, speak the truth. Number four is an interesting one. Obey the Sabbath. Right? As Jews, we work six days, but between sundown on Friday night until sundown on Saturday night, we're not allowed to do any work. This day is attributed to God. It's for spirituality purposes. Material pursuits are important. If you don't work, how will you feed your family? But you need to set time aside for yourself, for spiritual pursuits, for your family. Otherwise, if all you do is work, you're not a free man. Number five, honor thy parents. Right. Remember the people that came before you. Respect the wisdom that got handed down by generation to generation. Know your history. Right. Learn from the mistakes of those who came before you. Learn about the Holocaust. Learn about the evils of communism. Learn about slavery, about the French Revolution, about World War I. Those who forget their history are destined to repeat it. And we have some dark, dark history. So we better study it. We better remember it. Otherwise, you guessed it, no freedom. Now, in Judaism, the first five that we've just been over are traditionally seen as between man and God. And the next five are between man and fellow man. I will go through these real quick. Six, thou shalt not murder. Now, it's often translated to English as thou shalt not kill, but in the original Hebrew, there's very distinct words for murder and kill. Sometimes you need to kill. The Bible recognizes this. But commandment number six is thou shalt not murder. There's a difference. Seven, interesting one. Thou shall not commit adultery. Now, you've got to remember, these are desert people. This is a tribe. There's got to be, first of all, trust between man and their fellow man. And also sanctity of the family. Right? The family falls apart, so does society. 
Number eight, thou shall not steal. Number nine, thou shall not bear false witness. We need to have a legal system that we can trust. If you go out there and you start lying on the stand and you start corrupting justice, society cannot stand. It will fall. And number 10, thou shall not covet. Now, there's some discussion about this. Some people say, so covet, jealousy. How can you forbid things that you feel? Right? We can't control what we feel. Uh, but some rabbis break this down and say it's not about the thought, it's about the act. Right? You cannot falsely obtain things from others that are not rightfully yours by cheating, by threatening violence, by manipulating. All right, so you do the first five and you lose your own freedom. You do the last five and society will be forced to take your freedom away from you. If you murder, if you steal, and society doesn't provide a remedy for it, that society will fall apart. People will take law into their own hands and then we're going to have anarchy. Nobody is going to have freedom. So what do we learn from Passover? In order to be free, you need to have a moral code, one that you live your life by, one that takes precedent over the laws created by kings, by politicians, by men, a moral code that is above political correctness and whatever the social media mob happens to be dictating at the moment. Ignore your own inner voice that orientates you towards good at your own peril. Go after the masses against your better judgment, and this road leads to slavery. And finally, learn how to live in society without cheating, without killing, without stealing. Live within the rules of the land as long as they are not corrupt or evil. Now, you don't need to take any of this as the word of God to find wisdom within. If nothing else, these are the laws which guided us and kept us alive as a people against all odds for 3,000 years as the empires around us came and they fell. Now, it could be that God gave them to Moses. It could be that Moses made them up himself. And it could be that this is part of a moral code that far predates Judaism, perhaps even written history itself. But wherever they come from, I wish you freedom, as Bob Marley put it, from physical and mental slavery. And if there's one thing I want you to take, take away from this, is don't let others dictate to you what's right and what's wrong. You know. Learn to listen to that voice from within. So I wish you a happy Passover, a great holiday of freedom, and stay free.